Hi, I'm Tammy Sorensen of Sound Expressions, and I'd like to talk to you today about releasing ease, energy, and sound expressed into the dis-ease of our culture, of the tumultuous times in which we find ourselves navigating 24-7. I'm going to talk about what that dis-ease is about, and I'm going to use science, music, life experiences, as well as scripture to unpack this topic. I want to start out talking about us being spiritual beings in natural bodies. That's more of a reality in this now time and how we should be acting because the church age is behind for those who are seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness. And we have transitioned into the kingdom age where we need to be the spiritual beings that we are created to be, seated in heavenly places because of Christ's finished work, seeing things on earth from his third heaven perspective. The throne room has no adversity, no negativity, no problems. And we are in Christ, privy because of Holy Spirit, to be caught up in the Spirit, hearing the conversation between our Heavenly Father and Jesus, specific to the times in which we find ourselves living, rather than from our small, limited, earthly, natural perspectives. I believe that living in that mode has been what has propelled us into what we're navigating right now. The supernatural realm, or the unseen realm, is our eternal now reality far more so than this natural realm. It's just temporary. We miss out when we focus on the majority of this life through a natural realm lens. I'm going to use 2 Kings chapter 6 verses 15 through 17 to as an example of this point where Elisha and his servant are surrounded by what appears in the natural realm to be a great army. And yet Elisha asks the Lord to open the servant's eyes so that he can see that they are truly surrounded by more that are for them than those that are against them. We have been created to live being led by Holy Spirit, the unseen, with Jesus seated on the throne of our innermost being, as opposed to the flesh, the visible, audible, seen realm that's going on all around us. 24-7. In Romans 8.14, it says, The mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of Holy Spirit. We are called to be in the symphony of heaven on earth. We've each been given an instrument to learn his eternal peace via our part on that instrument. Following Holy Spirit to the very section, instrumental section, that we belong in co-laboring keeping our eyes on the conductor at all times. The conductor is Holy Spirit, so that we know when to play, meaning when to do something, and when to rest. Silence in music is as powerful as sound when played according to our Creator's intention. Every individual has been given a unique gifting, a unique skill set, that we alone can release to manifest His ease the energy and sound expressed of heaven into the midst of the dis-ease, that which is all out of alignment with heaven's energy and sound of this life for this season that we are in, from a position of rest. In 2008, our youngest adopted daughter had a very strong vision with a message for me, her mom, and across the computer screen, she saw the words, stop striving. The Lord says, be still and know that I am God. He wants us to walk with him beside still waters and lie down with him in green grassy pastures. He wants to be the still small voice speaking into our lives, ordering our steps. In that place, we need to be unpacking at that same time I was learning to unpack what is the sevenfold spirit. And he gave me a very strong directive 
I've been an intercessor and a worship leader all my life. He's been training me in psalming. And at that time, because I'd prayed for decades about problems on earth that I knew heaven had the solution for, but I was doing it from the natural realm perspective, the binding, focusing on what the darkness was doing. And he very clearly said to me, stop striving and choose life. I don't want you to focus on any of those things anymore. I want you to see it from my perspective and then release the solution. That's what you release. That's what you focus on. That's what you speak. Another part of choosing life and walking in the sevenfold spirit, which I'll talk about a little later, is the Romans 8 redemptive gifts in chapter 12, verses 4 through 8. I believe they are strategically important for discerning and navigating all the things I've spoken thus far, because these are God-given attributes. We're all born with a God-given worldview with, from which to see and relate to other people. And I think we've had a lot of issues in learning to relate with people who don't see things as we do. And God in his wisdom, his infinite wisdom, would never give one ministry, one man, one church, one anything, the full picture. He is brilliant in making it so that we each get a piece and everybody's piece is relevant and everybody's piece has sticks and hay where you need to eat the hay and spit out the sticks. And the only way we get moving forward, propelling forward, accomplishing, releasing ease into the disease is by working together and understanding each other through the lens that the Father sees us all through when we're seated in His Son, perfected in His Son. So I highly recommend studying the life languages, taking the test, or the book Your Destiny, His Glory by Ruthie Young, where you can learn all the different facets of shaper, leader, administrator, ruler versus producer, giver versus contemplator, teacher versus doer, service versus mover, prophecy versus responder, mercy versus influencer, exhorter, encourager. It is so good for each of us to know our own strengths and weaknesses in order to best function with others and theirs. We also have the fivefold ministry. These are job descriptions, not hierarchies with titles. They were meant to have roles, specific duties, specific callings, specific purpose in the kingdom, and they were never meant to be hierarchical where one person can claim a title and that's above another position and more important than another position. No, we all get a piece and we just find who's got a piece that fits with our piece and then let's work together so that we can enhance those things with our redemptive gifts and be more effective. Holy Spirit is our conductor as we release kingdom now words of ease, energy and sound expressed into the lives of individuals, families, the ecclesia and nations. I'm gonna give a little background about how I've arrived at way more that I'm gonna unpack in this video. I started being interested in how music and sound impacted people way back in my junior and senior high science day projects. I was very interested in physics in college. Uh, my grad school work, um, I focused on the seven intelligences. I focused on the gifted and talented, and I focused on special needs. I focused on becoming as excellent at I, as I can at the things that I know I'm called to use for his purposes. And in that, with my graduate work and my doctorate work, um, I uh, started my family. And after our firstborn, my second pregnancy included a very complicated twin pregnancy with a very difficult diagnosis for our daughter. And everybody wanted to speak the negative into it. Here's all this bad information. And I just looked at the Lord and I said, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to believe and think and pray in this time? And he said, I want you to send your oldest to daycare. He was 18 months. I want you to buy an audio Bible and pour yourself into my words 24 seven while on bed rest. 
I want you to get your prayer network together. And then as you obey what I've asked you to do, watch what I'll do. And first, we couldn't even deliver that uh, twin pregnancy at the hospital we were at because too many risks to both babies. She clearly had the um, negative report and we could see it on the ultrasounds. But as I continued to do what he asked me to do, we had to go to a hospital and have all kinds of tests to rule out spina bifida, to rule out all kinds of negative things, dis-ease. And I kept doing what he asked me to do. And in the process, they soon started saying, well, I think we can have the babies here and we'll air vacuum to the Twin Cities Hospital. And then it became, I think we can have the babies here and then you can drive to Children's Hospital in Twin Cities. And then it became, have the babies, drive to Twin Cities, have the CTs and all the stuff. And they said, well, if nothing happens in the first year, you've got yourself a miracle. So my daughter got the miracle because she is absolutely 100% perfect, just became a mama herself uh, on her 30th birthday. So pretty awesome. And both babies are healthy, 30-year-olds, just bizarre that it was 30 years ago already. But I had to walk through the process, and then she got the miracle for herself. She, I, we tell her all the time that she got a miracle from the womb, and that is her testimony. So then after that, all the while I was homeschooling, preschool, all those things, um, we prayed for the children of the nations. And in that process, um, we launched a family ministry based on John 4, 23, 24, that um, a time is coming and now is when the tr spirit and truth worshipers will worship him in spirit and truth because God is a spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. He taught us to flow by the spirit as a family when our kids were six and nine. Uh, we learned how to worship on a whole new level and it was just a profound 10-year season. And in the midst of that, he talked to me about the kingdom of heaven not being a fence as the church has presented it on the world where we can sit on the fence and have one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom. And he showed me that the kingdom of darkness owns that fence and will continue to keep moving it until it has moved so far that it will only be able to get corrected by the power of God himself. And that is where we find ourselves. He showed me in Isaiah that the kingdom of heaven is a plumb line that drops straight down from heaven and it changeth not. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And everything in the Old Testament was fulfilled by Jesus. And so we are New Testament covenant disciples, followers, where we're all in body, mind, soul, and spirit. And we have a plumb line. And that cannot be attained in our own strength. It is Christ in us who transforms us. It is Holy Spirit who leads us into all truth. And we become who he has made us to be. And the Father sees us through his perfected Son in the whole journey. While I was in the midst of learning those things, we ended up praying and going to Guatemala and adopting a sibling group, ages 5, 8, and 10, that didn't even speak English, and blending them in our already family of five. And it was about that time that he started unpacking the sevenfold spirit in Isaiah 11:3, The spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of the fear or the awe of the Lord. And that in conjunction with my Choose Life directive was my lens regarding intercession from 2008 on. That uh, sevenfold spirit can also be unpacked in Revelation 2 and 3. In that mid-2000 time, Holy Spirit really started bringing me back to all the sound frequencies that I had studied in my science projects and who was speaking into that from David Vancouvering to Ray Hughes and uh, so many more. And in 2011, I launched what was called the Arts Expressed, 
which was supposed to be a now time Jesus people coffee house where we could worship and I could raise up psalmists, true worshipers on their instruments. We could have worship events, Bible studies, prayer time. It was a very powerful name, <clears throat> a very powerful time of releasing all the arts into the atmosphere. And um, unfortunately, the Holy Spirit said, you need to not renew your lease. And little did I know that uh, at that time, uh, the following year, we would have gone through double renal failure, double kidney failure with our youngest adopted son and everything that can and go wrong with that. Um, I had to be the primary uh, caregiver and that was what I did for the next, uh, for sure, year and a half up through 2017. And so in that, uh, Holy Spirit pointed out Daniel 7 that it was really time to start possessing the kingdom that the enemy was waging war against the saints of the Most High and it seemed as though he's prevailing, like right now. And yet the people who know their God will possess the kingdom and Jesus will rule and reign in all that and receive all the glory. And in the midst of that, uh, some intercession times focusing on him and all of that, uh, some of the ladies in my prayer group got Jeremiah 23, 29 and a major vision of when I played on the keys, it was like tapping a really tiny hammer very lightly on a ceiling of granite as far as the eye could see. And when I did that, the entire granite sky burst into colors that we've not even observed with our natural eye. And in Jeremiah it says, is not my word like a hammer that breaks up the rock? So releasing his word and who he is is very much a part of focusing on releasing ease into the disease. Also being a watchman, Jeremiah 1, 9 and 10, where we're called to see and decree. Isaiah 61, where the Spirit of the Lord is on us and he's sent Holy Spirit so that we could set captives free. And Isaiah 60, 1 through 3, where we're called to rise and shine in the midst of this darkness. And there are so many more wonderful verses that help us focus on who he is and who he's called us to be and not this natural realm and what's going on. We are kingdom spirit and truth worshipers, ambassadors of his presence 24-7. We're ambassadors of his glory. We're ambassadors of his word. We're eternal now. We're seated in heavenly places now. We're beholding him 24-7 now because he literally and tangibly inhabits our praises, Psalms 22-3. And another key verse is every family needs to awaken to the fact in Psalm 8-2 that from the lips of infants and children, he has ordained praises so that it that that praise would silence the enemy at the gate. How many of your infants and toddlers and preschoolers are praising Jesus? We don't understand that his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than his, our thoughts. And there's so many ways that he intervenes beyond anything we can think or do in the natural realm. We have got to switch into the supernatural realm of trusting and resting and abiding in his presence 24-7 because that's how we release ease into the dis-ease. I created a chart with my sound therapy session that even focused specific uh, frequencies and specific songs, pieces that he's given me I've been recording uh, frequency, holistic instrumental frequency music since 2011, maybe even 2009. Very specific to not releasing words. I get songs all the time, but I don't release my words. He asked that I would create in instrumental music where he could speak and encounter the people that were listening, the individuals that were listening one-on-one -on -one and have a conversation with them. And so that's been the whole purpose of my music ministry that I have out on Spotify and Amazon and Pandora and wherever Apple, wherever digital streaming is made available. So now I want to talk about spirit and truth worshipers releasing ease into the disease. Biblical faith, this is a quote from Dutch Sheets, is believing God in spite of, not in denial of. So this doesn't mean that we have to deny what's going on in the natural realm, 
but we're focused on God and who he is, on Jesus, who he is, on Holy Spirit, who he is. And the only denial involved is that of denying the right for anything contrary to his promises and his will to remain. Whatever problem is presenting itself, Jesus is and has the solution. He gave me a song way back in 2011 that I actually put out in a book and a CD in 2015 called How Did We Get to Here and How Do We Get to Where Do We Need to Be? Jesus is my name. Don't believe the lies they say. He's the answer. He is the way, the truth, and life. He's the healing that people are looking for. He's the wholeness that people are looking for. So how did we get to here? And how do we get to where we need to be in these tumultuous, chaotic times? Jesus is his name. We are called to focus on, loose, decree, and pray in his attributes, his word, his power, his higher resonating frequencies. Otherwise, we're simply a noisy gong, speaking and agreeing with what way too many are already speaking, throwing gasoline on a fire that's already burning way out of control. We really don't understand the power of our words, especially the power of our words when they align with the word, who is Jesus. Words are energy. Research now shows that our DNA actually changes shape according to our words. There's evidence for a whole new type of medicine in which DNA can be influenced and reprogrammed by words and frequencies alone. Frequencies can shatter a glass, collapse a bridge, move a building off its foundation, cause anxiety, implode cancer cells, and free up stuck emotions. Albert Einstein said everything in life is vibration. Stanford University says the future of medicine will be based on controlling energy in the body. Hans Jenny is the founder of Cymatics, and he did some major experimenting with a cymoscope and a cladney plate, and they would uh, put sand on the cladney plate and speak the Hebrew alphabet letters into the sand, and the sand would form because of the vibration of the cladney plate. Beautiful pictures according to each alphabet letter. Tone generators change the frequency. They've been using cymatics and tone generations, generators to actually rebuild cardiac tissue, renew, reshape cardiac tissue in heart disease. Sounds are used to create and harmonize, to cleanse and release. Both principles are used in science using high precision acoustical generators. The same principle can be applied safely by individuals using non-invasive natural harmonic sounds such as our voices and acoustic instruments. There's so many studies out there. Do your research. There's so many scriptures to validate what I'm saying. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it and indulge in it will eat of its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. Proverbs 18.21 We're either speaking life into our atmospheres, into our bodies, into our circumstances, or we're speaking death. There's nothing in between. So we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen. For the things which are visible are temporal, brief, and fleeting. But the things which are invisible are everlasting and imperishable. 2 Corinthians 4.18 The words of a man's mouth are like deep waters, copious and difficult to fathom. The fountain of mature godly wisdom is like a bubbling stream, sparkling, fresh, pure, and life-giving. Proverbs 18.4 Do not let unwholesome, foul, profane, worthless, vulgar, idle words ever come out of your mouth. For only such speech is as good as building up others according to the need and the occasion so that it will be a blessing to those who hear you speak, Ephesians 4.29. But on the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for edification, to promote their spiritual growth, and speaks words of encouragement to uphold and advise them concerning the matters of God, and speaks words of consolation to compassionately comfort them, 1 Corinthians 14.3. That's the standard for New Testament prophecy, calling out what the Father sees in the finished work of Christ into every individual, into every circumstance. 
Everything on earth and everything across the universe vibrates at the frequency of the voice of God. That sound is the driving force and binding force behind creation, and we are the expression of the will and the love of God on earth. If we're not expressing the will and the love of God on earth, we're just being noisy gongs because that's what the whole thing is about. If we're professing to be a Christian, if we're professing to be a disciple and a lover of Jesus, I think way too much noisy gong kind of love has been going on. And we need to learn how to resound with the Father's love for the Son, the Son's love for the Father, and the love for which Jesus came to demonstrate that love for all mankind. In the beginning, the Spirit of God was moving, hovering, brooding, vibrating, manifesting as the source of frequency in Genesis 1. I am spoke frequency. What was the frequency? The Word. Who's the Word? Jesus. He spoke Jesus. And Holy Spirit is the manifested frequency or the vibration hovering of what Jesus is spoken through the Father's heart and will. Let there be. Be is Jesus, the Word. The tangible manifestation of the frequency of be is Holy Spirit. There are 115 references to sound in scripture. Tesla says everything rings like a bell. We have a cracked bell, a liberty bell in our nation, and we are ringing that crack right now. Everything has its own resonant frequency, including the earth. Look up Schumann resonance. You can find your own resonant frequency by standing in the corner of your shower and put your hand on your chest and sing with your mouth wide open awe and a bunch of different pitches. And when your chest cavity starts to vibrate with what you're singing, you have found your own resonant frequency. Everything has one. Everyone has one. Our DNA plays a song that is unique to each of us. There's a website where you can send in your DNA and it will send you back a song that is like no other. You alone have that song and you alone have giftings and callings that can bring forth the Father's heart and will that no one else can. The strongest frequency in a room causes all weaker frequencies to come into alignment. That's the quantum law of resonance. That's what David did when he played before Saul on the harp. He played and all of the tormenting spirits, the frequencies that weren't part of the alignment of his heart of worship. He was a heart of worship. David was a man hard after God's heart, and that caused everything to flee except the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. All creativity, all frequencies initiate from our Creator. Jehovah God is the initiating source of all frequency. When it becomes corrupted, it's the vessel. It's the counterfeit kingdom, stealing it, hijacking it. Light, sound, vibrations, food, essential oils, crystals, words, thoughts, emotions, trapped emotions, hearts, tuning forks, crystal bowls, they're all frequencies. And what we think and say creates life in those frequencies or death. What we put into or allow into our bodies, whether it's thoughts, intentions, words, supplements, foods, music, TV, whatever, all have emotional, physical, intellectual, and spiritual responses because they're based on frequency. At Sons and Daughters, our frequencies are aligned with the frequencies of heaven through the blood, word, and spirit of Christ. Look up the word entrainment. Entrainment can be Creative and entrainment can be destructive. Entrainment examples in scripture would be discipleship, marriage, kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The synchronization of hearts and society with the resonance and the heartbeat of heaven. Most properties of entrainment, however, are those of destruction that are manifesting right now. And who's going to be able to switch that? Those of us who are focused on what I just said, the atmosphere of heaven. 
When a frequency is aimed at an object with an identical resonant frequency, it will be forced to vibrate in entrainment with that frequency. The louder and longer the frequency, the more violently it will be forced to vibrate and the quicker the, the restoration or the quicker the destruction. More examples of frequency would be an opera singer and shattering the wine glass, a bridge marching in cadence across the bridge and it collapses. Entrainment takes consistency, aim, direction, focus, and precision. And I do believe it's time for heaven to have an ecclesia on earth who is consistent, aiming, directed, focused, and precise in focusing on heaven's atmosphere where there is no negativity. There is no chaos. There is no tumultuous times. Sound is a phenomenal, powerful force and part of God's plan to demolish demonic strongholds in the lives of individuals and communities across the world is through the resonance of worship. Worship is so key to all of this because worship focuses on who Jesus is, period, on who our Heavenly Father is, period. And it intentionally creates sound directed prophetically into situations and areas of conflict, pain, and darkness because Jesus always releases healing, restoration, light, repairing all the things that he is into those situations and circumstances. More examples for this kind of thinking would be how an ultrasound works on kidney or gallstones. Prophetic and directional use of sound, worship, can tackle long-standing spiritual issues, stubborn mental and physical health problems. It can displace occupying territorial spirits, principles, and powers, counter enemy attacks. It can change spiritual atmospheres and maintain air, H-E-I-R, supremacy in spiritual realms. You can thank Tim Sheets for the air, H-E-I-R, revelation of angel armies and sons and daughters. I'm going to give some biblical examples of the use of sound in scripture and his higher ways. When he had the um, Joshua and Caleb lead them in to take the land, he told them to march around six, six times quietly, not saying a thing, and on the seventh time, blow the shofars. And their obedience to that bizarre directive is what activated frequencies to cause the walls of Jericho to fall. You can read about that in Joshua chapter 6. David and the Philistines in 2 Samuel chapter 5, uh, the Philistines were defeated by David's army because of a sound the Lord gave released in the treetops. Another example would be the Armenian camp where they heard chariots and horses and a great army routed against them and they were defeated in 2 Kings chapter 7. Jehoshaphat appointed the men to sing praise and thanks. He didn't say, get out your swords, get ready to defend yourself with guns. He said, sing, praise, thanks. And the Ammonites and the Moabites were defeated, 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Paul and Silas when they broke free in the jail, in the New Testament, it was because of their worship. They were singing praise and thanksgiving and focusing on Jesus, and that's what released them from the jail. Our focusing on the solution in heaven carries a breaker anointing, which releases power against the enemy. His ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts higher than our thoughts. When scripture begins with Genesis, let there be from the voice of God and ends with the song unto the lamb in Revelation, why would we not follow the pattern and the example demonstrated throughout the entire scripture? Using the principles of sound to bring powerful anointing is nothing new and it's absolutely nothing new age. The new age stuff has been hijacked. I'll tell you how I even got into sound healing therapy. The, uh, the Lord directed me in 2013 during the kidney failure season to go into the enemy's camp and take back the nuggets that belong to the kingdom of heaven because the body of Christ, the ecclesia, was going to need those nuggets. So therefore, they are most certainly not new age. It's simply a reconnection with an ancient understanding of the principles set in place, the quantum laws set in place as part of the process of creation.
So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. We choose to create or to destroy through the sounds we make. Those very sounds will also resonate through our own auditory and skeletal systems in the way as those to whom they are directed. We can equally curse or bless our own minds, hearts, and bodies through what we say and the sounds we make to others. We literally resonate, literally resonate everything we say and when someone else speaks into our lives, especially at close proximity, our bones vibrate with every word. Our bones are carrying around the frequencies of our own words against ourselves and other people's words against ourselves. And not only is it our bones, I'm going to give another example here. 98% of all human beings' DNA is identical, but 2% of the genetic strands are unique to each individual, confirming our unique identity of every person as a human being and a potential song at the core of every single life. I'm going to talk about water because water is a character of sound. It carries frequencies. I'm going to talk about the statistics of water in two seconds. I have to shift gears here. You can study Emoto doing your research on the internet via the effect of music and words on water. 60 to 80 percent of the human body is water. Water is a conductor, a vibrational frequency of what's put into it. And according to Mitchell in the Journal of Biological Chemistry, the brain and heart are 73% water, the lungs 83% to 93% water, the skin contains 64% water, muscles and kidneys 79% water, the blood is 82% water, the skeleton is 22% water, and cells are 90% water, and the bones are 31% water. Imagine the impact, the significant physical impact on us when we're speaking contrary, not the atmosphere of heaven, not the supernatural unseen things that are available to us in that atmosphere, but instead the natural circumstances and our negative um, words that are speaking dis-ease. So I want to go back just a minute and talk about musical sounds of instruments. This is something to ponder because instruments and a musical sound are unique to different lands. And I think one of the reasons we're having difficulty is we're trying to make unity. Everything has to sound the same. And unity is not oneness, it's conformity. And we're trying to make all the worship songs have the same format and the same chords and sound. We like this sound, so we're going to do it some more and replicate it and repeat it and make everyone do it. And I do believe we're missing out because each land, each state has a sound unique. The instruments are unique. David understood this principle because the Lord had him develop all the instruments that were specific and strategic to that nation he had called out, to that land he had called out. And he developed them all and he developed the whole tabernacle of David's system, which was 24-7 worship. And I get that we have houses of prayer doing 24-7 worship and they're focusing on the atmosphere of heaven, they're focusing on Jesus, and yet at the same time, they only have a piece. The entire body of Christ, the ecclesia, needs to figure out what their peace is so that they can be the spirit and truth worshipers wherever they're called, whether it's government, whether it's education, whether it's um, business, whether it's the arts and entertainment, whether it's family, whether it is the church. But our worship needs to be 24-7, releasing the atmosphere of heaven and be authentic to the sound, to the word, to the instruments, to the silence, to the presence. Because uh, I believe the church is living in Psalm 137.4 right now. How can we sing the songs of the Lord while in a foreign land? I believe the church in America is living in a foreign land right now. 
and we've let go of the sounds that were in each state, of the people groups that settled in each group, in each state, of what's been done to some of the people that have brought, brought over here or who initially inhabited this lands so that they're not able to release their sounds. It's so important that we have it all because Jesus loves all. He developed every tongue, tribe, and nation. He's coming back for sheep nations. He wants the individual sounds of the lands singing and worshiping him. That's why the trees clap their hands and the birds of the field cry out. We need to get back to being able to singing the songs that he put in us 24-7 through who we are, focusing on who he is. As his psalmist, I'm called to align with the sound and purposes of God and to be fully reliant on Holy Spirit, bringing both the intimacy and the power of God to an individual, to a community, to a city, to a situation, to a nation with the resonance of heaven, releasing heaven's atmosphere to bring breakthrough as the Lord wills and directs. I asked him once he, when he moved us into this land just a few months ago, because we're in a new state, a new land, I said, what would you have me do here, Lord? And he said, well, look at what have I been teaching you since 2011? Well, you've been teaching me what my name means. I'm your psalmist and what all of that means and how to use the frequencies and the worshiper that I am and my intimacy with you that I am. And he said, yep. And what else? is this all about? And he brought me to the scripture where the palm fronds were used to announce the arrival of Jesus in the land. And he said, that's it. You are called to announce the arrival of me, of Jesus in this land. And so I'm very excited to see how he wants to do that through this video, through my music, through all that he's called me to do on behalf of children and this generation because the children are the victims of what's going on in this generation. Children are precious. They are treasures to the Father who sent them here, the Father of lights. And we have devalued them from the womb forward. Life was never meant for man to decide who gets it and who doesn't. Choose life with your words, with your vote, with your beliefs, with your actions, with your calling. Life, 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 abundant is what we've been called to live and he's made a way for that. So I need to release heaven's atmosphere to bring breakthrough as he wills and directs on behalf of the children. They deserve his promises. They deserve to know him, to be his worshipers because the enemy knows this. That's why he's taken such deliberate intentional strategies to traffic so many, to break up their families, to not teach them about him, to remove the Bible and prayer and the worship of the living King of Kings and Lord of Lords from so many lives. And it's time for him to be the restorer. I believe there's a Holy Spirit moving coming on behalf of the children, on behalf of the youth, that nothing and no one can stop. And I'm really excited in my spirit. It's been prophesied for years and I'm gonna keep speaking it forth, releasing his heartbeat for the generations. One of the things I wanna point out is if you have not studied Throne Rooms Walking by Chuck Thurston of The Body Codes, you need to because our individual physiques, our physical bodies have literally been constructed like, a throne, like the throne room like the atmosphere of heaven. And the end result of the 24 elders are ribs, the crown at the top of the heart with representing the thorn of Jesus placed on his head and the coronary arteries and the big brain and the small brain, the seat of the heart, will and emotions, the gut brain and the clavicle on our shoulders, the little king. He's given us a key in Isaiah 22, 22. Come up here, I've given you the king, keys to the kingdom of heaven and what you loose on earth is what's gonna be loosed and what you bind on earth is what's gonna be bound because it's already bound in heaven. And thunder and lightning proceeds from the throne and the heart's electrical system shoots across the heart, much like lightning causing myocardial contractions. This is all from Chuck Thurston. You can 
uh, by his teaching. You can listen to his YouTube videos. They're phenomenal. And there's four living creatures surrounding the throne with eyes within and without, like the heart's four chambers with hole holes in, within and without. And there's passing of blood. And as the blood passes, it comes in blessed. And the Father honors the blood of Jesus and sends it to Holy Spirit. And we have communion, which is wisdom. And then there's glory. Honored blood is glorified and sent back to the next chamber. And out comes the power out of the final cha chamber. And that's where it says in Revelation, blessing and honor and glory and power belong unto the Lamb. And I've already talked about water. There's a phenomenal frequency video at YouTube. Um, it's called Science Versus Music. The YouTube number for it is watch question mark V equals Q three small O L T P uppercase V A nine F smaller case F S as in Sam smaller case. Science Versus Music. Powerful demonstration of frequency on fire water and the word, and music, and sound. Frequencies work together like a symphony of harmonic resonances from both ends of the frequency spectrum, using color, sound, fragrance, movement for the purposes of bringing our bodies into alignment, wholeness, and in tune with heaven's frequencies. Color is art, visual, we see. Sound is the organizing of singing, pitched instruments, rhythm instruments, and we hear music. Fragrance is what we smell. Movement is our physical movements and our physical actions responses. Everything about us calls us to taste and see that he is good. Everything about us is carried in the sound of our voice. I suggest that you study voice harmony analysis or check out someone who uses that or voice bio as a sound healing therapist because I'm not gonna go through all of that, but frequencies, can be missing in our bodies. Frequencies can get stuck. Trauma and stuck emotions can get stuck and frequencies be, can be used to get that flowing and being released. And at the root of all physical disease is all this stuff that we carry in our bodies that's negative, traumatic, chaotic, and we carry it in our bones and we carry it in the water in our physical bodies. And that is what is at the root of disease, dis Ease. And we can um, tap into what the Lord has made available through frequencies and through sound and through our words and our worship and our focus and replace missing frequencies, detox frequencies, um, de-stress frequencies and bring that balance through a number of different things, whether it's essential oils, vitamins, supplements, teas, vegetables, spices, flowers. There's so many solutions out there as we tap in to his higher ways. I'm gonna conclude with some thoughts from Tim Sheets and his book, Prayers and Decrees That Activate Angel Armies. As believers, we must continue to keep our perspectives focused on the goodness of God and his promises, Habakkuk 1.5. God sovereignly chose our nation to lead the world in making religious liberty paramount, holding up the torch of the freedom to worship to all the world. In America, it was the churches that were central in helping encourage, create, and sustain that culture of liberty. Even though on the natural realm, we've become a goat nation on many fronts, as his Air Force, H-E-I-R, we are not called to speak things as though they are, though they are agreeing with the darkness, but rather we are called to call forth his heart, his will, his power, his light to dispel that darkness, the unseen as though seen. As his air force, we are called to intercede for and decree his words of life to our nation, this nation that we've been called to. We've been called to occupy until he comes. His good plans and purposes for us to be his sheep nation in which to rule and reign over. It's time for us to conduct ourselves as believers who release the Air Force and loose the kingdom. It's time for a faith-decreeing church to arise. It's time to align our words boldly and unashamedly with God's word. It is time to decree God's will on earth, done in Jesus' name. We need to empower the angel network in the kingdom of heaven by decreeing words of faith, 
We should be declaring that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and the church is getting stronger and more relevant. It's prosperous. Its influence is growing. We need to decree that people are hungry for God, that they want to know Him, to decree the Creator is never outdated. This world's systems and all of its technologies have been made for now, made for us to preach Jesus as never before. We need to decree that this generation wants to know him intimately. There's never been more darkness, so our light will shine brighter. The coming generation is hungry for God and they're coming to Jesus by the billions because he has what they truly need and desire. They will prophesy, see signs, wonders, and miracles, and they will move in God's power. Harvest is coming to this nation by the millions, by the billions. Success is inevitable because no weapon formed against us can prosper. And if God is for us, who can successfully be against us? Our great God has promised, I'll be on your side. My angels will go before you and lead you into my promises. I pray Psalm 91 over my family every single day. Live in such a way that you construct an atmosphere for kingdom advancement. Don't ground his angels. Launch them. Release them with words of faith. This is such a powerful, powerful truth. Jehovah God is love. Jesus is the healer. His voice is the voice of many waters. We get water baptized and Holy Spirit baptized. The Ruach wind breath of God is Holy Spirit. As we join with the music and the worship around the throne 24-7. I have a curriculum that I have developed called I Am Sound. I have a condensed instrumental version of um, that entire curriculum as well as one with decrees and I have preschool elementary classes an online course in it I suggest you check that out in any of my other holistic instrumental frequency music to help you focus on the atmosphere of heaven to help you encounter the one who loves you more than anyone else does the one who can transform and change you your circumstances and what's going on in your community your family your job your workplace with your children with your grandchildren with the states with the nation and with the nations he can change it all with one word if he has a body if he has disciples all in, spirit and truth worshipers all in, focus 24-7 on releasing ease, energy and sound, the energy and sound of heaven expressed on earth as it is in heaven into the dis-ease. Be blessed.